0: Amen. Hey, that's right. If you guys want to turn to our section there in New Age, and I'll get the incredible red screen off and do the exciting thing I do every week. And I uh, apparently put a little box there around the title. That's right. Uh, World Religions, Cults, and the Occult is our study. And once again, we are back on the topic of new age. That's right. How many guys had a birthday? Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about, even though you do have a new age every year, once a year. Uh, if you keep... How many guys realize that when you keep breathing, birthdays keep coming? Yeah. Let's just close in prayer. Wasn't that profound, Barry? Yeah, let's just move on. And uh, we're in the topic of New Age. We already saw, of course, with the New Age uh, issue. Obviously, it's not Christianity, as we're going to see tonight. Absolute hatred towards Christianity. I think that's one of the lot of stuff that I had uh, before I got saved, where that came from. But New Age, Nam, New Age movement. We'll see tonight some other names that they also go by. Uh, it's kind of hard to pin them down because we're going to see it's built. Uh, as we saw last time, it's built on relativism. You know, remember relativism? Whatever you believe is true to you. Whatever I believe is true to me, etc. Blah blah. Anything goes except for. Absolute truth. There are no absolutes truth. Are you absolutely sure about that? You know, the hypocrisy. You tolerate anything except for Christianity, and it's hypocrisy, it's illogical, etc. But it's hard to pin them down because basically it's the lie of Genesis 3 as we saw before. You will be like God, you get to determine what's right and wrong, good and evil, right? And so everybody gets to pick and choose so there's a conglomeration now we saw with all that said by and large that they basically believe in monism and pantheism and that you can become your own god or you're or you already are god you just need to realize that your own personal divinity reincarnations we're going to see a lot of this came from eastern mysticism and things of that nature and again the basis of moral relativism again everything is true okay is the basis okay but we're going to get in tonight on the aspect probably the next a uh, couple of weeks lord william and that is the history of this stuff the history of the new age how in the world did this even come upon the scene in the first place okay well let's get reacquainted with again the premise of new age and then we'll launch into that uh the new age movement is a united body of diverse believers with two simple ideas okay two simple ideas the first thing is that they are predicting that we are headed for a new age, hence the term new age, an era of heightened spiritual consciousness that is going to usher in an international global peace and it's going to end all problems of racism and poverty and sickness and hunger and war and we just you need to unite under a one world leader and a one world government and why does that sound familiar? <laughs> it's the Antichrist kingdom, right? That uh, the Bible has been warned about for 2,000 years. But they think it's a good thing and they think, that, man, we're headed for this. It's awesome. So that's the premise they think that what the Bible warns about, the Antichrist coming kingdom, is good. They call it New Age, other terms, Age of Aquarius, things of that nature, whatever you want, uh, is the label. Now, they also believe that there's going to be a massive spiritual awakening that's going to make this New Age possible, this social transformation around the world. But there's certain things you've got to do in order for that to happen. So, as we would say, well, hey, if you want to have a spiritual transformation, what do you do? Get into the Word of God. You need to understand who God is, that He is holy. We are not You need to read in the word what he said, that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. None of us are worthy of heaven, and it's only through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross that gets us there. You weren't there. You didn't see it, neither was I. We can't earn it. It's a gift from God, so you have to receive it by faith. You do that, and you truly repent, and you accept that. Uh, The Bible says you are born again. You have a spiritual transformation, all right? That's what the word born again means. In the Greek, "anathan." it means born from above, born from a higher place, okay? You have a spiritual transformation, so that's what we preach that's not what they say. They go, hmm, get away from the Bible. Uh-uh. And they turn to, and we're going to get into this, Lord willing, in a few weeks. We're going to start nailing down their practices. It's going to take probably a couple weeks just to get through their history. Okay, because I want, to see, I want you to see where it came from. And what you're also going to see, too, Lord willing, is all these splinter groups with psychology, feminism, and all mm-hmm. Do, you, do your homework, folks. There's a reason why those things are popping up on the scene. Okay, history. But what we're also going to see is into their occult practices, okay? In order to have this spiritual transformation, don't respond to the gospel. You don't need the Bible. It's occult practices, okay? That's their new source of truth and experience, okay? As we saw before, and again, we'll get into much greater detail later, uh, that could be a tarot reading, astrology, yoga pops up again, meditation techniques, mediumship. We saw last week, if you ever hear the video on channeling, and my guys went home and turned your TV off. No, wrong kind of channeling, but that's what it is. Just, you, know, you get into an altered state of consciousness to commune with the higher force. Well, it's demons. It's demons. That's all it is. Okay. It's old fashioned mediumship that God forbid is me 18. Uh, but that's what you need to do. They believe to assist in this. <clears throat> also, transpersonal uh, psychology. Once again, you keep seeing psychology coming into this. Why? Psychology, suke, mind, soul study of the study of the mind of the soul as we saw before i'm not going to belabor it <clears throat> in great detail uh, freud and Jung, both the pillars of modern psychology and they're not the only ones <clears throat> were also very well attracted into this movement as well in fact uh, i think it was freud who even said if he had to do it all over again he would go down this route not what he came out with so they're influenced in it and it still pops up uh, today but they also align themselves with another technique and that's called the holistic health movement okay And uh, we're going to get into that again later in, uh, again, greater detail, which again, that you can achieve this spiritual transformation. You can get this higher knowledge. You can commune with the forces out there, which again is demonic. You can get into this altered state of consciousness to these health movements, okay, uh, natural healing practices, certain massage techniques, and natural food diets. We're going to talk about that again. And you see, I can't wait to, if we can get that far, I can't wait to get there because I think sometimes, I've said it before, you guys think that I'm always picking on vegetarianism because I'm, how many you guys realize I'm pro-cow? Can we just settle that? I'm pro-cow, okay? I'm not ashamed of it. I'll admit it, right? I'm pro-pig too. You put some crispy pig on that cow, Pooh, man, I guess that's what you call pow. Let's move on. I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> no, but it isn't just because of that. You're going to see, folks, in the occult, in the New Age, they promote it because there's this certain dietary things that you need to do to cleanse your body, to commune with the four. I'm, we'll get to that in hopefully a second. But that's that uh, acupuncture uh, and all to promote uh, spiritual healing. Uh, the I Ching, remember the Chi from last time with to Buddhism, all the study there, with the four Star Wars, that's, that's the same thing. Okay, that's what they uh, believe that you need to do. Now, they have their tools, okay, to bring about that uh, transformation. And again, we might get into this in greater detail later, but what we saw uh, was crystals. Why were crystals good? To use a chrome vernacular, uh, that's something, it's like a signal booster, right? In their belief system, it's just a rock, which is funny, as we saw last time, if you recall our text in Revelation 9, I believe it is. In the seven-year tribulation, amidst of God's judgment, in the trumpets, you're in the second half, right? All that stuff has transpired before, a fourth of the earth, and the global war, and famine, and plagues, and horrible, and the, man, it's just nuts. And they still wouldn't repent instead of the work of their hands, and then they would not stop worshiping demons. But if you keep reading, it says they worship rocks. And, what do you mean worship rocks? When you understand New Age, that's one of their big beliefs, that crystals okay is something you need to help basically boost your signal to help you uh if you wear in a crystal it'll give you spiritual vibrations to achieve a greater connectivity with the forces out there it's big stuff and it's big bucks we'll get to that uh in a second okay uh but again the whole idea is that if enough people do this at the same time remember the hundredth monkey theory and the harmonic convergence in the world will snap into a new spiritual age, will spiritually evolve. So again, you need the lie of evolution, not just for the physical lie okay, of evolution, but also the spiritual lie as well. And the continuance of this okay, has spawned a number of New Age bookstores, periodicals, and organizations in just about everywhere. Okay? Now, how do they pull this off? Well, once again, as we saw with Hinduism and Buddhism, that they are witnessing and have been for decades witnessing to the West, so is New Age. Okay, And the first thing that they're doing, of course, is publications. I'm going to call out some of the publications they use, just so if you run across it out there in society, just supplant it, it's New Age, flat out New Age. Okay, But, of course, New Age Journal, that's one of the biggest ones out there. Hello, it's pretty obvious, New Age Journal. Uh, But you have another one out there called Body, Mind, Spirit, oh... If you're into health, it's just they're, no, they're trying to seduce you into this. Uh, yoga journal, right? Just flat out, there's that yoga again. Uh, astrology gnosis. What's gnosis? That's one of those special Italian uh, noodles that they have. No, that's Gnocchi or something like that. No, gnosis is the Greek word for knowledge, right? Astrology knowledge is basically what that means. Uh, East-West is another one. Noetic sciences. Noetic, no for, for mind. Mind sciences is the name of that magazine. Uh, spirit speaks. Inner light. Psychic News and Omega. I'm gonna quote from the Omega letter and a little bit about their hatred of Christianity. So that's the publications. Now they also go by different names, okay? Because you say, well, I'm okay. That's not what I'm involved in. They didn't say they were New Age. It didn't say N-A-M, New Age movement. Well, it goes by different names. Okay? You know, they don't say, hey, let's move for a one-world government. No, they just use terms like new world order or global governance, right? Hey, let's join us for a one-world religion. They don't say that. They say, hey, can't you get along this ecumenical movement, and don't you want to be a part of this interface study? And... right, Same thing with the New Age. They just twist the terminology. So let me give you some of their other names. New Age movement, also known as the higher consciousness movement, the human potential movement. Heard of that one? That one's more popular. Uh, New thought, Eastern mysticism, Eastern spirituality, enlightenment, paradigm shift, ancient wisdom, Age of Aquarius, and the, again, the holistic health movement. Now, another reason, and we're going to get into this when we get more into modern times, but just to drop some names, okay, of why is this spreading so fast now, okay? And uh, we're going to get into some of the promoters of this, okay? And believe it or not, one of the biggest promoters of this for quite some time is the UN, Okay, uh, certain Maurice Strong, Canadian guy. Uh, Robert Mueller is another one, uh, former Assistant Secretary General of the U.N. Uh, Benjamin Cream, we'll talk about again him later, and he's the one that's going around saying the world teacher Maitreya, which I believe is a term from Buddhism that this one who's come is going to save us. Uh, he's uh, familiar with that. Also, Oprah Kenobi, Oprah Winfrey, we're going to get into that later. Uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, movie director Ron Howard. I know, it's a bummer, but what are you going to do? George Lucas, we saw last time with the Buddhism. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, Brad Steiger. Uh, I remember reading his books back in the New Age days. And Whitley Strieber, Strieber however you pronounce it. And I remember reading his book. He's, got some, uh, on, he's more the, into the UFOs and the aliens. They're here to help us and blah, blah, blah. Even though he admits that when they appear on the scene, it's absolute, utter terror. And for some reason, it smells like sulfur. Sulfur? What's Sulfur? What does the Bible describe the lake of fire? as smelling of all things. Not burnt chicken. As bad as that is. <laughs> sulfur. Whoa, that's pretty weird. Okay, uh, Joyce DeWitt. Remember her? I think that's that Three's Company girl. Remember her? Uh, Marsha Mason, Lisa Bonet, Sharon Glass. Ted Danson. Just saw this, uh, this. They're advertising a new show. Something about heaven. Did you notice that? Even if you look at the trailer, it's like, excuse me, that's not heaven. This lady's getting schnockered. What her, hey, this place is great. Drink as much as you want. And you don't even get a hangover. What? It's called The Good Place or something like that or whatever. You see, and this literally is just coming out. And then, oh, well, no wonder he's a part of it. He's a part of New Age, right? Twisting uh, what heaven really is. Linda Evans, uh, Lavar Burton, Steve, uh, Stephanie Kramer, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Now, it's a religious view that is absolutely hostile towards Christianity. Now, i will share with you uh, my testimony, you know, before I got saved, obviously involved in this and other unfortunate dark things. I was probably not just uh, oppressed, but probably possessed multiple times because in this new age, and the occult, you invite these things to come inside you, like we saw last week with channeling and speak through you, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but you talk about this hatred. I had an absolute dripping, I mean, dripping hatred, specifically of Christians. And I look back now and I think I know why, right? And I think a lot of it was because I was probably filled with demons. And this is what the new age promotes. An absolute, and it's, it's funny, you accept anything and everything but Christianity. Well, why? I mean, if you were the devil and that's the only way out of this mess, which one would you be picking on? Exactly. So it's a demonic issue. Uh, and they believe that the only religion that cannot be conglomerated into their unified age of utopia is guess who? Christianity, and that's the education. Uh, what they're trying to educate people. And speaking of which, education. I've been waiting to share this. This is kind of interesting when you do the research. Education, how they've been doing it? Again, through publications, uh, different names and promotion, but also the educational system. Did you know that the UN has taken over our educational system? What? Yeah, let me give you the trail real quick. You can do the research yourself. Back to Robert Mueller, right? In big time, new age. Again, I've got big time notes in my office uh, in the Ark of Doom. That's what I call my new desk now. (laughs) You got to see it, man. Hey, if it ever floods here, go to the desk. We'll be safe. It's a huge man-looking thing, I'm excited. I got st- I put stacks of stuff everywhere and I still got room to play. But Anyway, so uh, uh, anyway, so we got a whole big old stack just on Robert Mueller we're gonna eventually get to. Big time New Ager, cultist, things of that nature. But the UN, he developed what was called the World Core Curriculum. Let me translate that for you. Basically, it's train the planet, might sound audacious, train the planet into new age. Prepare them to receive this new age, okay? You think, oh, that's him, and he's never going to do it. Well, it's been penetrated. Let me give you the trail. It was renamed by George Bush Sr. called America 2000. It was picked up by Bill Clinton, and he renamed it as Goals 2000. Why did they keep using the term 2000? Because their goal was to get this into the American schools. This is coming from the new end. This is the new age by the year 2000. That's why it's coming in. And then it went from Bill Clinton to George Bush Sr. He changed it. It's the same program. They just keep changing it with each Uh, administration he called it no child left behind now the same things marching forward and now it's with Obama right you know what he's called it common core it's all the same thing back up do the research from George Mueller world core curriculum that's why you see our kids getting down dumbed down more and more they're doing it on purpose they've grabbed control of our educational system Okay, and they're preparing kids to think globally. Have you noticed with each succeeding generation that's being raised up, what are they what? Are they about American sovereignty? Are they about the Judeo-Christian ethic? Are you kidding me? It's all about relativism. Do whatever you want. It's about globalism, and we need to bring in world peace and combine all rela- Where do you think they're getting that from? The school system. It's been hijacked uh, by these people, and it's been working. Let me give you some of the results. 60 million of Americans believe in psychic powers and have had some type of experience with the paranormal, Well, why is that increasing? Well, what's half the shows on TV now? Ghost hunters, ghost this, ghost that, whatever. And we all know, as we saw last week, when somebody starts speaking through somebody, that really is Aunt Vera. No, it's not. Dead person isn't, you're in hell or you're in heaven, you ain't coming back. Scripture is very clear about that. That's a familiar spirit, it's a demonic spirit, okay? But these shows are encouraging people to make contact, right? And get them into that, okay? 36% of Americans believe that astrology is scientific. Why? Because after all, it's in most newspapers, Right here, man. 25% of Americans now accept reincarnation. As we went down deep in our study with Hinduism and Buddhism, it is not the same thing as uh, resurrection. Near-death experiences are all over the place. Therapeutic touch, channeling, meditation, UFOs, extraterrestrials, space brothers, ascended masters. Right, As we saw last time with the channeling, when they started connecting with these demons, who was popping through? Space aliens, right? and said, excuse me, as we saw was goofy. You're supposed to be this... Higher evolved race. Well, there, well, there's a lie. Number one, evolution's a lie. So your whole identity is based on a lie. Higher evolved race. You're supposed to be intellectually and also scientifically superior to us because you're supposed to be here helping us. But the only way I can contact you is through a, a demonic occult practice called mediumship. That God forbids because it's demonic. Why don't you send me an email? How about a low-tech handwritten letter? How about you just show up and do some lunch? Right? <laughs> no, the only way I can connect with you is a occult practice. Crazy. Okay. Oh, and by the way, if you don't think that's uh, uh, making inroads with people, I truly believe personally that the UFO lie is going to be the perfect explanation to excuse away the rapture of the church. Right? Millions of people are going to disappear. But you look at Hollywood media and people's belief system. Okay, and you think, oh, that's going. People are just going to go. Not necessarily. You get a world leader on the scene, Antichrist, and somebody else, uh, and from some religious sense. A uh, false prophet. Who keeps saying that? Uh, and you get them on there and do a CNN world broadcast or whatever, and you say, hey, hey, hey as you know, UFOs are real, and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And your loved ones disappeared, but we've been hiding this from you, but now it's time for imminent disclosure. Oh, and by the way, the Vatican is desperately trying to point, position Michelle's, themselves to be that a global spokesperson when aliens supposedly land and things like that. Isn't that weird? That's really going on. Why? It's almost like you're going to be left behind, Vatican. Uh, anyway, uh, amongst other issues, right? Think about it. But anyway, so no, no, it wasn't the rapture. It was your loved ones being uh, transported by the aliens. And isn't Hollywood showing us visual scenes of people getting sucked up into. The exactly. But also, they're going to be here supposedly our ascended masters, and, and they're going to teach us a better way, a new age of Aquarius, you know, etc. Being left behind is a great thing. You've been a chosen one. And that's all. Now, you think people aren't going to fall for that. Let me give you two recent statistics and let's move on. Right now, in the United States of America, these are current statistics, right now, more people believe in UFOs and aliens than in God. Right now, in the United States of America. This is how prevalent it is, okay? And it's not just because around here in Vegas, you can see all the billboards with alien beef jerky. Apparently, they make good jerky. No, it's not real, but it's a propaganda thing. But anyway, uh, oh, and the second one, you know what the second stat is? More people believe that aliens have landed on planet Earth than Jesus was the Son of God. You tell me our planet, even the United States of America, is not ripe for that lie. Okay, it's all part of the New Age thing. Okay, uh, and because of talk shows and movies, et cetera, listen to this, psychic readings, and the ones that keep advertising on TV, psychic readings, and you've got to use your credit card to get a reading, has become the number one infomercial on TV. You stir all this together, what's it mean? America has become fascinated with the occult. Now, why is that important? Because that's what the new age needs people to do to get seduced into this new age lie. You don't need the Bible. You need all these occult techniques. Get interested in anything and everything but that book. Because once you do, you're going to be opening up to a demonic deception. And that's what they want you to do. And it's happening. Financial success. This was 30 years ago. I I don't have a current stat. Maybe I can get one later. But 30 years ago, uh, it was reported that the new age market increased to three and a half billion dollars. Not million, billion. Thirty years ago. So what do you got? What are you cranking out now? Because you got your paraphernalia. You got to do all these things. Uh, Just the whole crystal things. Crystals can cost anywhere from a couple bucks, ten bucks, to I kid you not, up to like ten grand. And of course, you know the ones that cost more are bigger, and they give you a better TV reception or whatever reception you're trying. But that's the thing. And people will do it because that's their spirituality. That's what they gotta have, right? and display them in prominent places. Now, what's interesting, uh, fast forward to uh, Revelation 17, 18, when it talks about the woman that rides the beast. Uh, she's uh, pictured one world religion riding the beast, the Antichrist, working with the Antichrist, the one world religion, right, at that time. Uh, it says that she's very opulent, very rich, and things of that nature. And you look at this movement, and you got to have all this, you know, uh, paraphernalia that costs big bucks, right? And you can see how people can rake in the dough on this. Not only that, Uh, it says that the merchants of the earth if you're familiar with that passage the merchants of the earth do trade with her and everybody's it's a lucrative business right open up your own shop and you can see right okay and then when she is destroyed and god puts it and allows it to happen uh, by the antichrist uh, they mourn and weep right because no more buying and selling trading with the the woman the one world religion it's just just kind of crazy but just again just to give you a little a teaser they believe that all is god that the earth man animals and plants Each one of us have the ability to become the Christ or the Christ consciousness, which Jesus warned about when people in the last days, Matthew 24, watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am, not Christ, the Christ. Exact term that the New Age uses today. Uh, They believe that man is destroying the earth along with animals and plants. And unless man changes his ways, Mother Earth will be forced to destroy humanity. And of course, Christianity is the biggest culprit. And Destroying the earth because we have the audacity to say that man has dominion over the planet. They say that no thing There's no such thing as sin. We don't need to repent or be saved Jesus is just but one of many great teachers like Buddha Muhammad and the great confused one or Confucius mankind They say should seek direction again Not from the Bible but from the spirit world via a psychic a Chandler a palm reader astrology angels space aliens dead relatives and meditation all religions are of equal merit except guess who Orthodox Christianity, and in order for the world to be at peace and harmony, there must be, listen, a new world order, a universal monetary system, world authority on food, health, and water, universal tax, a military draft, a global one, a one world leader, and the abolishment of Christianity. What? What does that sound like? This is their own teaching, folks. That's the Antichrist kingdom, and they're trying to get the planet prepared to think it's a good thing, and receive it. And when those Christians disappear, yay! But okay. well, wait a second, they don't really want to get rid of us. Let me read to you real quick two quotes. This is that uh, magazine I told you, the Omega letter, New Age letter. Quote, there is only one obstacle to world unity, Christianity. Christianity claims supernatural knowledge and divine revelation and therefore should not be tolerated. Well, wait a second, I thought you said we're supposed to tolerate everything. Yeah, it's everything but Christianity, which is being hypocritical. Uh, Gus Hall, he's a former leader of the Communist uh, Party in America, if you can believe that. You know, we don't call it communism today, do we? But it's still here. Socialism, social reform, you know, whatever. That's a whole different message. Uh, He said this, listen, I dream of a time when the last congressman is strangled to death on the guts of the last preacher. And since Christians love to sing about the blood, why not give them a little bit of it? Jesus said in John 16, there's going to come a time when people, whoever they, they kill you, whoever kills you, think they do God a service. And they do that because they don't know me or the father. Back in 1995, New Age, are thinking, this. well, it's a good thing it's a small aberration of our population. It's growing massively. Even back in 1995, at that point, and I'm sure it's more today, 20% of the population was New Age, considered New Age in the United States, making it the third largest religious group. So the question is, where in the world did all this start? How in the world did we get into this mess? How do we turn from the scripture? How do we turn from the Judeo-Christian ethic in our country? Well, ultimately, it starts back in Genesis chapter 3, right? As we saw the lie of the Garden of Eden, you'll be like God, don't listen to God, do it Satan's way, listen to him, and you get to decide what's right and wrong, good and evil, right? So, but I'm not going to go back that far, because we've been here a long time, so I had to pick a date, so I'm going to pick a, a classic one, we're going to start, uh, first of all, with the 1600s on into the 1700s, okay, and so with a guy named Emanuel Swedenborg, okay, Listen to this guy. He was a Swedish scientist, a revelator, and a mystic. Okay? At the age of 53, he entered into a spiritual phase in which he began to experience dreams and visions. Uh-oh. What's he starting to do? As we saw before, you get away from this book, and if you want to say truth comes from a dream or a vision, outside this book, you're in a heap of trouble. And what we're going to see, in my opinion... Not saying they all are, but the basic same premise that you can get truth outside the Bible is why many of the charismatic community are backing up into New Age big time. Because the premise of uh, much of the charismatic movement, with all due respect, is I got a word from God outside the Bible. God told me, or I have a new revelation, or I had this vision and dream. And folks, that's scary ground. That's why we have Mormonism today. That's why we have a, much, a bunch of different. Because you're outside the scripture. But that's what this guy started to do. He started to have dreams and visions. And a new way, right? It culminated into a, a quote spiritual awakening in which he received revelation that he was appointed by the Lord, supposedly, to write his famous book called The Heavenly Doctrine. And the whole premise was to reform Christianity. How's that for arrogance? <laughs> You're the chosen one. Well, that's what he was told by these demons. And God has chosen him to show the real way. Wow. Okay. Uh, Anyway, according to this heavenly doctrine, the Lord supposedly had opened Swedenborg's spiritual eyes so that from then on, he could listen, freely visit heaven and hell, and talk to angels, demons, and other spirits, and he believed that the last judgment had already occurred back in 1757. Okay, let's move on. Uh, For the remaining 28 years of his life, Swedenborg uh, published a multitude of works. Uh, uh, He termed himself the servants of the Lord. Sorry, bud, with all due respect, servants of Satan. You got duped, okay? And, but the problem is, some followers believe that his works are fully divinely inspired. Do other cults and other false paths and false religions teach the same thing? Mm-hmm, Mormonism. What do they believe about Joseph Smith, who was involved in the occult himself, who was a gold digger, who got his visions by what? I kid you not, we saw before, and we haven't even gotten to that chapter yet. He stuck his head in a hat and stared at a rock and got a vision whoa okay and folks i'm telling you it's the same thing once you get outside the bible and people put his they, they oh that's just that's divinely inspired right you got people today even again in the charismatic movement i'm not trying to pick on them but folks we got to deal with this okay that are saying they're getting a new word from god a revelation from god they got a vision from god and they are treating it like this is what god hit what, then why are not we writing a new new testament i'm telling you It's dangerous ground. Swedenborg's father descended from a wealthy mining family and he traveled abroad. One of the things you're going to see with many of these people, I'm not saying all of them, many of these people is a lot of them come to -to well-to-do families and they got a lot of time on their hands. Not usually a good combo. Okay, lots of money, do whatever you want. Let's go travel and get involved in unfortunate stuff. He published an article attempting to explain the spiritual and uh, mental events in terms of, listen, Vibrations, or what he called trimulations. Now, that's where that came from. If you're involved, familiar with some of the terminology of New Age, it's about achieving a higher vibration, a spiritual vibration. The crystals are supposed to tune you to get you to a higher vibration, to connect with the right vibrations, to tap into the. Came from this guy, this mindset, this uh, Swedenborg guy. Uh, in 1744, he traveled to the Netherlands and he began to have strange dreams. Uh, some pleasurable some not so good he said very disturbing and let me give you one instance Swedenborg was dining in a private room in a tavern in london and by the end of the meal a darkness fell upon his eyes and the room shifted character suddenly he saw a person sitting at the corner of the room telling swedenborg quote do not eat too much yeah you know what it was it was chicken no one doesn't move on uh, swedenborg he was scared Okay, obviously, he hurried home. Hello, got this phantom up here. Ooh, right? And later that night, though, the same man appeared in his dreams and told Swedenborg that he was the Lord. This vision is supposed to be the Lord. And he had appointed Swedenborg to reveal the spiritual meaning of the Bible. You ever run across people like that? And usually it's with one squinty eye. Ah, but I have the secret interpreter, Right? And he would guide Swedenborg and want to write. The same night... The spiritual world was open. Yeah, you got connected with the demon. Sorry, he got duped. All right, one of Swedensborg's lesser known works, uh, uh, again, states that he believed that the, uh, 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 the last judgment had begun in 1757. Uh, also, uh, he says that the reason why it took place then was because the Christian church had lost its charity and faith, resulting in the loss of a spiritual free will that threatened the equilibrium of heaven and hell on everyone's life. <gasps> Okay, all right. Uh, He also believed that uh, the last judgment in 1757 was followed by the second coming of Jesus. This doesn't feel like the millennium kingdom to me. It's supposed to come after that. Whoa, all right. but, But of course, they spiritualize it. No, 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 no. It wasn't a literal second coming, a literal physical second coming. It was supposed to be, he believed, not Christ in person, but a revelation from him through the inner spiritual sense, of course, through guess who? Mr. Swedenborg. Okay. Uh, And of all things, you're going to start to see this pattern. He he said that you shouldn't eat meat and eating meat is something profane. Now, why would this guy who's connecting himself with demons of all things promote that? It was a warning 2000 years ago. Open your Bibles again to our first Timothy chapter four text. All right. First Timothy chapter four. Now we saw this last time when it said these people are going to be Listening and following teachings from demons, but if you continue to read past verse one there uh, He's going to tell you what these demons are going to teach people and tell them to teach others. Okay, first Timothy chapter 4 and uh, Let's take a look at that text real quick It says this the spirit clearly says when in The later times that some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Hello, mr. Swedenborg and things taught by what? They're demons that's all it is. Now, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. And here's what they teach. Of all things, God called this out 2,000 years ago. They forbid people to marry, i.e. celibacy. We saw that with some of the yoga teachings. Okay, and what else? And to, uh, or, to order them to abstain from certain foods. Okay, so of all things for this guy to start to promote, he says that eating meat is Uh, uh, to use uh, his words there, something profane. Excuse me, I got a problem with that. Now, again, as I said before, if you want to eat veggies, go eat veggies, whatever. But you cannot say that me and anybody else eating meat, that's wrong because God said it was okay in the scripture after the flood. So this is more of a serious issue with all kidding aside because this guy's basically, by saying that is profane, you just call God a liar. You got a problem with that. Now, again, if you want to eat veggies, whatever, but don't flip it around and go to the point where you say, I order you to abstain from that because that's profane, eating of meat, again, pushing this vegetarian issue. Whoa, you're attacking God and his word. Okay, seriously. Now, now just so, so now, lest you think that that's what he was talking about, listen to this. A number of Swedenborg's early followers were a part of the vegetarian movement that arose in Great Britain in the 19th century. Now, this is what's funny. You're also going to find this pattern you're going to see these people in the New Age and the occult, when the de- they connect with demons, God warned this about and called out two specific behaviors. And these guys are always, almost always guilty of promoting this. Celibacy and abstaining from certain foods, vegetarianism, okay? Things of that nature. But a lot of them are very hypocritical. That's what they say to do, but they don't do. Listen to this. His landlord in London, Swedenborgs, said he ate no meat, right? That's what he taught. It's profane, right? But, and I quote, his maid who served Swedenborg said he ate eels and pigeon pie. that almost make you want to eat vegetables. <laughs> but excuse me, it's technically it's what? Meat. Albeit gross, but it's meat. You hypocrite. And then at the age of 82, he uh, went to uh, uh, explain his teachings to Lutheran Christians in Amsterdam. Of course, remember, that's the whole premise. He's got the right way, he's got to instruct the church. Uh, shortly before Christmas, uh, uh, he uh, had a stroke, partially paralyzed, confined to bed, and died in 1772. This was interesting. There's evidence that Swedenborg wrote a letter to John Wesley. Hmm. Remember the founder of the Methodist movement? Now, he, he saying, Swedenborg said, that he had been told in the spirit world, the spirit of God told me, is that something I That familiar? That Wesley wanted to speak with him. Well, Wesley, he was startled since he didn't said he had any interest with the Swedenborg guy. And so he replied back and says, listen, I'm I'm on a journey for six months, but I'll contact you when I get back. So I'm not saying that Wesley got into this. Okay, but my point is, the reason why I bring that up is because who's got that same premise today? The Spirit of God told me that what you really need, not trying to pick on charismatic, but I'm telling you folks, that's the same kind of practices that other people have gotten into and it's not led to good. Anything that leads you away from this book Run. Stick with the Bible, you cannot be deceived. You get outside the Bible, mm-mm, doesn't linger. Now this led to another person called uh, Helena Blavatsky, okay, how many guys to name your next cat that? Don't. Okay. Uh, she was in, now we're going from into the 1800s now, okay, kind of jumps, jumps over to this lady, and she was born into an aristocratic Russian-German family. In the ukraine and she guess what traveled widely around the world as in the russian empire as a child once again you got lots of cash lots of time and apparently that's not a good mixture okay uh, she's largely self-educated and she developed an interest in western estes, uh, uh, esotericism uh, in her teenage years what's that basically in vernacular that was the occult movement uh in the night, in the 19th century here in the united states you know the rapping on the table ooh, all the ghost stuff. remember that you you seen the black and white photos? Well, well she, she got interested into that, unfortunately, here in the West. And, uh, of course, it's just basically occult. Now, uh, she developed something that was called the Theosophical Society. Uh, theos they Theos God, sophos, wisdom, sophia, wisdom. or so the word sophia is wisdom. And she felt that what she was tapping into with these occult techniques was she had the divine, the God wisdom. Okay. Now, uh, this led to, of course, what's called the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn, uh, something else called the Thelema. Uh, the Thelema, the, the one thing about them, and we might get into this later into the occult, uh, but just to give you their number one rule was this, do what you will shall be the whole of the law. What does that sound like? It sounds like Satanism. From Thelema, if you do the research, it ended up being promoted by a guy, picked up by a guy called Alistair Crowley. We'll get into him, Lord willing, later. And he's the one who, uh, there was another influence with a guy named Anton LaVey. Satanic Bible and things of that nature. What's the number one rule of Satanism? Do what you will shall be the whole law. It's all about you. You do whatever you want. Does that sound familiar? That's what our world is promoting. Did you know that's flat out Satanism? That's from the occult. Absolutely wild. Okay, but she got in, uh, in, 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 into all that stuff. And uh, well, how did she even kind of get into that? Well, guess who she got into contact with, with the writings and stuff. Oh, I didn't write his name up there. Mr. Schwedo, uh, Swedenborg. Okay. And uh, she got connected into that. Now, another major person at the time was another guy named uh, uh, this guy, Mesmer. Does that sound familiar? Okay. Franz Anton Mesmer. Uh, It's where he developed this thing called animal magnetism. Heard that term? Okay. Also, uh, mesmerism or to mesmerize somebody. It was totally mesmerized. It's from this guy. Okay. And he claimed that a universal life force permeated everything. What does that sound like? Star Wars, where'd that come from? Buddhism. Are you starting to see how it all connects, right, when you do the research? Uh, and that this, uh, the chi, right, remember the chi's? And he believed that if you, if you manipulated this force and this, you, you, could, you can uh, solve all health problems and because that's why you're having health problems because the chi, the, the this, this force is out of balance and, and through his mesmer techniques, mes, people were mesmerized, uh, also got them into a trance where these people now claim to enter into visionary states and communicate with spirit beings. So you got a lot of bang for your buck, apparently, if you went down that route. So she made her way up to Canada, okay, eventually. So remember, she's traveling around, she's getting exposed to all this, she's interested in all this. Uh, She went into the Native American communities around Quebec. Why? Because, again, we might get into this later, with shamanism, American Indianism, that's also very big in New Age as well. Why? Because they have various occult practices. Certain uh, psychotropic drugs like peyote and and mescaline and others, Uh, also with sweat lodges, okay, with things that with the smoke and they they, they get you into an altered state of consciousness. Of course, the Indians teach that they can communicate with the great white spirit or whatever spirit and the nature spirit or this spirit or whatever and then get this, you know, revelation and the, the shamans would do that to bring about wisdom and blah, 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 and healing and powers and all that stuff. Well, she went up there to get that. And I quote, she said she was very disappointed. She quote, was robbed. Why? because uh, the natives she ran into weren't really uh, that native paganistic. She said that their behavior was corrupted by the influence of Christian missionaries. Once again, you're seeing a thread. They don't like Christians. Wonder why. Now, she, got, uh, she heard a news story while she's over here in the West uh, of two guys, William and Horatio Eddy. They were brothers based uh, out of Vermont, and they were going around claiming that they had this uh, spiritual phenomenon, this power they could levitate and manifest Spiritual issues. So she wants to go there and check it out. Well, when she gets there, she meets this guy named Henry Olcott. And uh, she impressed upon, he was a reporter, and he, she impressed upon him with her own ability that she could manifest this spiritual phenomenon. So he starts writing articles about her, and basically she finally got some promotion. That's how she started to get uh, a little bit well-known. Now, she began to instruct Olcott, this reported guy, who uh, they begin to have this relationship with him, uh, in her own occult beliefs. Okay, And of all beliefs for her to promote, can anybody guess what they were? And I quote, to encourage people to become celibate. we have I heard that before. And to become a vegetarian. Well, wait a second. Isn't that weird? It's almost like the Bible predicted 2,000 years ago, First Timothy chapter 4, that once people turn away from God's truth and they start getting connected with teachings from demons then what's going to come out from these demons is celibacy and vegetarianism. Isn't that wild? Not making it up. That's what it is. Now, but the problem is, guess what? Just like with Swedenborg, who was apparently addicted to eels and pigeon pie, quote, she herself was unable to commit to the latter, right? You said, be a good vegetarian, but she couldn't do it. She was what's called a hypocrite, Like, uh, like this guy. See if you can recognize this guy. Let's take a look. Yeah, bro, I've just really been concerned, man. Uh, I think you stop eating so much that red meat and the fast food, the grease. My uncle just died last week, bro. He's like this heart failure and all this stuff. I said, uh, you know, my girl and I just went on this vegan diet and uh, it's life changing. You know, you're right, Old sport. i I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm about to go buy a burger myself. I've been feeling my veins expanding. I can't lose the weight, and I wonder why I make these excuses. But you know what? You really showed me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You might have saved my life. It's called a hypocrite, Uh, for those of you wondering. Bobby, come on, dude, what are you doing? But anyway, if it's all serious, I couldn't pass that up. Oh, I remember that video. I got a spot for it tonight. But uh, that's what these people did. They're demonic but they don't do it. Right? Hypocrites. Okay. Uh, Then she goes on a world travel. She visits Europe, the Americas, India. Okay. And uh, she encounters these spiritual adepts. She starts connecting with these beings. And she called them the masters of the ancient wisdom. Okay, uh, they supposedly sent her to, to Tibet and to help develop her psychic powers. Now, there's a debate on that issue. Some say she never even went there with just a bunch of baloney uh, because in her, her childhood she was known for making up some really big stories. But maybe she did, maybe she didn't, whatever. Uh, but there's a debate. She argued that uh, she was contacting the spirits of the dead. She comes to New York. She uh, develops this theosophical society again. Uh, she publishes a book called ISIS Unveiled. And uh, she describes that the, the, the need to have a synthesis between science, religion, and philosophy. And uh, she believed that her theosophy was basically the true source of all religions. And that we need to get back to that root source, the theosophy that she came up with. And, and then it would unify the planet. Okay, now you know why I took two weeks and belabored the point back in Hinduism, which is the oldest Truth, the biblical account. And then all the other truths spun off after Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, when people got separated. This is why. Because part of the New Age believes, uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. And that's how they seduce people. You mean you got a source of truth that's older than the Bible? It must be true, chronologically speaking, right? It's a lie. Okay? But that's what she believed, and that's why I wanted to make sure you guys understood. Mm-mm, don't fall for that. The scriptural account can be demonstrated to be the earliest account. Everything else spun off from that, unfortunately. Uh, but then she goes on. She goes over to India. She works with this Hindu uh, reform movement. She becomes the first Western to officially convert to Buddhism. Uh, she goes back to Europe. She uh, uh, starts this thing called the Blavatsky Lodge. And uh, she was visited at that lodge okay, in London by guess who? Rhymes with Gandhi. Oh, that's right. It was Gandhi. Thank you, Cheryl, for pointing that out. And uh, he became a member of Blavatsky's Lodge. Interesting. Remember I told you when you do the research on Gandhi, number one, the guy wasn't Mr. Peacemaking like everybody thinks he is and Hollywood tried to make him out to be but this guy was involved in some pretty creepy stuff. He was hooked up with Blavatsky. Okay, and we're going to get he also her follower. I'll get to that in a second. And he would emphasize the close connection between theosophy and Hinduism throughout his life. Well, why would he do that? Well, as we know with Hinduism, they got 330 million gods. What's another path? Right? So it fits their paradigm as well. Uh, Blatt's Theosophy, again, said there was an ancient wisdom uh, that was founded originally across the world and uh, that uh, that was the source of the original global faith. And again, if we get back to that, it's going to save humanity and blah, blah, blah. And and again, that's what the, the New Agers believe. This is where it comes from, that if we can get back to all of us getting involved in these occult practices and coming around and all working together, we can bring that global peace back to the planet from the ancients and blah, blah, blah. And that's the, the premise, that's where it came from. Uh she obviously felt that she was a messianic figure because she had the truth, like Swedenborg. If you just listen to her and her theosophical ideals, that uh everything would be just fine to bring about harmony. Uh she combined she where'd she get her beliefs from? Again, this is the remember I, I share with you the circle with the, the cafeteria thing or the buffet here in Vegas to use a modern vernacular. Uh, New Age is what? Take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Okay, I want some of that. Throw that in your plate. A little bit of this. I'll take this religion, a little bit of that. And you basically get to pick and choose whatever you want, just like a buffet, right? Well, she got her beliefs from Neoplatonism, Renaissance magic, uh, Kabbalah, which is uh, Jewish mysticism, Freemasonry, uh, together with ancient Egyptian uh, Greco-Roman mythology, Eastern doctrines, and Buddhism, just to name uh, a few. Now, she also was seducing women. Why would ladies get involved in this? Well, listen to this. She was able to appeal to women to get sucked into this theosophical society, basically the early stages of New Age, uh, because she emphasized uh, or de-emphasized the importance of gender. Anybody doing that today? Mm -hmm. And to allow women to take on the spiritual leadership equal that of men. What does that sound like? Feminism. Feminism ideals, right? And, and back then, that's how she was able uh, to seduce women to go along to that. And, uh, and that she blamed, guess what? Which is a lie, because feminism does this today. Christianity is oppressive to women. No, it's not. When you're truly a biblical man and a biblical leader, women are elevated to the proper status. Women, the scripture teaches, not a weaker vessel as if they're inept. They are a precious China goblet. They are to be treated with delicate, handle with care. They are not some plastic tumbler you could bounce around. They are very precious, and that we as men need to treat them. That's what the Bible teaches. But feminism comes in with a lie and says, oh, no, that's what's keeping you pressed. You need to become more like a man. Everything goes downhill from there. But that started uh, uh, with this lady. She also was anti Jewish. She felt that the Jewish people were a religion of hate and violence, and uh, they were degenerate in spirituality. And she viewed Africans as inferior to Europeans. And they were considered to her, by her the lowest specimens of humanity. Ooh, a little racism there. Uh, and her ideas, again, uh, spread uh, throughout the West, eventually on up to the New Age uh, movement. Uh, she also uh, was later, it was, uh, she had a follower. She died in the home of a lady named Annie Besant. Uh, Annie Besant. And she died of flu there. But that was her big disciple and her successor. So that's basically, now it goes from Swedenborg to Bavlatsky, uh to this lady called... Uh, Annie Bassant. Okay, real quick, I'm going to close with this. Now, this brings us into the mid-1800s, 1840 up into like 1933, I think is when she passed away. Yes. As she was a British socialist, a theosophist, and a woman's rights activist. Ooh, so she's taking the torch with this feminist thing. Where's she getting that from? She's getting it from this issue. She, at the age of 20, she married a guy named Frank Bassant. He was a clergyman, but Annie's increasingly anti-religious views led to a legal separation. She runs into Blavatsky. She becomes a member of the Theosophical Society, becomes a very prominent lecturer on the subject, so she bit into it big time. She goes to India. She uh, travels and establishes the Central Hindu College. And while she's over there, she gets hooked up with co-Freemasonry. Now, we got a whole chapter on Freemasonry, Lord willing, later to get into when I turned 97 years old, apparently at this rate. But anyway, <laughs> just but anyway uh, co-freemasonry was well, the only thing different about that. Freemasonry, of course, is not biblical. And we'll get into that much, Lord willing, later. Uh, but it accepted both men and women. Okay, and that's what fit in with her because she believes that Christianity is oppressing women and they need to be just like men. And so here's Freemasonry and they allow women. So she latched onto that. So she got hooked up into with Freemasonry. And uh, later she becomes the president of the Theosophical Society. And she travels to the United States, and she uh, adopted a, a kid, a guy at the time, a young guy. His name was Jiddu Krishnamurti. That's his name. You'll never know if I pronounce it right or wrong. Uh, but, anyway, uh, but anyway, so she adopted him. Why? Because she claimed he was the new Messiah and the incarnation of the Buddha. Now, again, that's what they teach, is a world teacher is going to come to help establish this new age. And he is going to be this special Messiah figure who's going to help usher in, what does that sound like? Sounds like a false prophet figure, isn't it? And that's who she believed he was. Of course, yeah, obviously he wasn't, but that's who she believed. And she was touting around the United States with this guy in the 20s. She, now, I want to share this because this is important because this is what happened to me. Earlier on, this, now back up when she's still, when she, we're in the time frame when she's married to this clergyman, she began to question her faith. And she turned to leading, to leading churchmen, more than one, for advice. And when she asked them to recommend books that would answer her questions, quote, they told her she read too many books already. When I used to run into Christians, you wonder why I'm very passionate about getting the church equipped, getting into apologetics, Focusing on your walk with Jesus Christ needs to be honoring and glorifying to Him as you share the gospel, but able to give a defense for the hope that lies within you. Why? Because I ran into Christians, and she did too, apparently, who would just make statements like, yeah, whatever. You just got to accept it by faith. And how I translated that, and maybe her too, apparently, that ain't much of a faith. Because you guys can't even answer these basic questions. Now, the answers are there. But unfortunately, many Christians are not equipped. Why are we doing this study? So we can be equipped to give an intellectual loving response for the hope that lies within us. Okay? But anyway, so apparently then she went down south. So that she got, that's when she started getting involved with the Theosophical Society and she chose a different path. Unfortunately because of that. Women's rights, secularism, birth control. Why is she big on birth control? Why did it later end up with Margaret Sanger who formed Planned Parenthood? What's the new age goal? What's their premise? We're going to create a new age. How are you going to have that new age? Well, we need to annihilate 90% of the population of the planet. It's really what they believe, right? And so birth control is one of the ways to depopulate the planet. That's why they're promoting this stuff. Uh, she began to write attacks on churches and how they controlled people's lives. Why did she get such a sour taste in her mouth? Her confrontation. No answers. And she wanted to get rid of the special status of Christianity. She believed that the Christianity spoke of woman as a necessary evil. What? What Bible are you reading? And that the greatest saints of the church despise women the most. Excuse me? But this is what, doesn't that sound like feminism today? And listen to this quote from her. I leveled all the strength of my brain and tongue to expose the history of the Christian church with unsparing hand, its persecutions, its religious wars, its cruelties and oppressions. Now, if you want to talk about the Catholic church doing that, that's true. But the Catholic church is not biblical Christianity. And the Bible does not condone any of that stuff, including the Crusades, what you're talking about. But that's the misnomer. It all gets lumped into saying, oh, it's Christianity. And, of course, she wanted to say that the Gospels uh, were not reliable. She, again, uh, gets hooked up into co-freemasonry because, again, that, and she meets this guy, this guy named Charles Webster Ledbetter. Better, beater, how do you pronounce him? And uh, she, uh, they became close co-workers. He was a fellow uh, theosophist guy. And uh, and they would remain close uh, fellow uh, relationship uh, the rest of their lives in 1895 uh, Ledbetter writes how Basant, Annie Basant became clairvoyant. so she tapped into the spiritual world and together they uh, through clairvoyance the psychic power supposedly investigated the universe and the history of mankind and they co-authored a book called the occult chemistry and lo and behold it's almost like I'm starting to see a pattern here when you get connected with demons and you listen to their false teachings one of the things that's going to come through is one of two things. Celibacy, vegetarianism. And sure enough, Leadbeater encouraged the practice of celibacy. Very interesting. And, and why? Because it's considered a prerequisite advancement for the spiritual path. Right? You need to be cleansed from all that to achieve a higher spiritual vibration. You need to be cleansed in this dietary issue to be, achieve a higher... It's the same lie. Isn't that weird? Every single one of these people, 1 Timothy... Chapter 4 uh, is, is coming uh, around. Uh, she joins the Indian National Congress, but because of her obviously review, she was arrested uh, and uh, interned. But guess who came to her aid? Rhymes with Gandhi. That's right, Tom. That's right. Uh, you must be listening to Cheryl. Gandhi. Gandhi came to her rescue, theosophy, okay, and uh, demanded her release. She became ill in India and died in 1933 at the age of. Uh, 85. Now, the Theosophical Society, right now you're thinking, well, that's just a small aberration. No, it's not. It's active in more than 52 countries right now around the world. Uh, The Theosophical Society, if you take a look at their symbolism, maybe when we get into the occult, Lord willing, I'm going to start busting down the symbolism because there's all kinds... The the occult tells you what they're up to. But it goes in one eye and out the other, if that's possible. Uh, uh, Because we don't understand their symbolism. But the symbolism with the Theosophical Society, it all has meaning. And just to give you some ideas of how satanic this stuff is, it's demonic, uh, they, the, uh, they, they have a, one sign is a serpent biting uh, its tail, uh, the Ouroboros. It, it also includes the swastika, okay, as the symbol, the Ankh, if you remember that, uh, e- Egyptian sign, the serpent intertwined, forming the letters TS, Theosophical Society, and Om. Okay, or om, A-U-M, O-M, or A-U-M, and that's that Hindu sacred sound, the mantra, the om, and the, the false, the deities, demons of Hinduism. Uh, the present-day New Age movement is based on a considerable uh, extent of the original theosophical ideas, and I quote, no single organization or movement has contributed to so many components of the New Age movement as the theosophical society, and it's become the major force of dissemination of the occult in the West in the 20th century. Well, that's about all we can get to tonight. Lord willing, next week we're going to continue on. And eventually we're going to make it up into modern times. We're going to talk about that Benjamin Cream guy, Krim, right? And Maitreya, what in the world is this world teacher figure? And he's saying he's on the planet right now. Right now. I've shared with you the commercials they've already aired, two of them, two of them that I know of, on CNN, saying this world teacher's on the planet awaiting our invitation. Things of that nature. Also with Oprah Wan Kenobi and others that are promoting this. Uh, and, what, and one thing that Oprah's doing is she's uh, seducing a lot of Christian women who just will not shut that filth off. Gotta watch Oprah. And you're getting indicted and it's causing a lot of confusion to a lot of Christian women. But we'll get to that, Lord willing, maybe next time. Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and get life Ministries. And I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today...